you are your best investment. Hello and welcome to the Durham Talents channel. My name is Jesse Durham. Today we're going to be discussing what the best investment for the infinite banking concept is. My belief is that the best investment you can make concerning the infinite banking concept is to procure a mirror that you could hold up to see yourself. You are your best investment. Now, in this episode, we're not going to be discussing, I'm not going to be giving investment advice, but I am willing to have a conversation about ideas and to prompt you with some questions that may be helpful and also to have a discussion about, you know, when I speak with clients or prospective clients about answering their question of, well, what do I do with my money or what do I do with the access to capital that I have because of my cash values in a policy or policy, a system of policies. So let's preface by starting with the starting point. You are the person that has come to this idea of becoming your own banker. So I think it's best to evaluate first right where you start from. What is it that you are already doing? What is it that you want to do? Now, in considering questions like that, you know best what your skills are, what your experiences are, what connections you have, what desires you have, what gifts you possess. You know, and on the point of gifts, there's scripture that talks about how a man's gift, a person's gift is going to bring them to the right situations, is going to bring them to the right people. Everyone's unique, everyone's special, everyone brings something to the table for sure. You're going to be different than I am. I'm going to be different than you. And we have particular gifts that are indicative of, of who we are and what we are capable of for sure. And I would point out that no one knows those things better than you do. So I don't mind being asked, well, what do I do with my policy and, you know, what investments should I be making? I don't mind being asked a question, but again, to use that mirror, I'm going to reflect back and say, what is it you're already doing? And what I would consider, so here's a thought process. Let's go through an exercise of what if we just, and this is just an example, but what if we just use your policy or the system of policies that you own and build what if you just use that to finance the vehicles that you're going to get for the rest of your life? What if you could buy the vehicles that you're going to buy anyway? You're probably not in your very first vehicle today. Some of you will be statistically. I suppose that's going to be true. But I'm not in my first vehicle. I'm not in my second vehicle. And I, I dare say that I will have many more, God willing. So if that's true... And we are destined to be buying vehicles in the future. What if we could finance those vehicles privately? Where because we proactively amass capital in properly structured whole life policies with a mutual company that pays dividends. And we use those policies to leverage our financing. And we finance privately our vehicle purchases for the rest of our lives. So that we have this asset, this entity that we can leverage from to finance the vehicles. And then therefore, we can make payments just like we otherwise would have 
we can make those payments back into this private entity that we own so that we can recapture principal. We can recapture the interest that we otherwise would have paid out, dollars that forever would have left our hands never to return. And what if we end up, when it's all said and done, capturing all that money back into our system, plus we keep the car? And, and there are only a couple of ways of financing a vehicle. Again, if this is your first time vetting this idea of becoming your own banker of the infinite banking concept and what it means to implement it, you can either finance a vehicle commercially, borrow someone else's money on their terms and conditions, pay them interest, be beholden to them to possess the vehicle, not own it, until that's paid off, of course, or... You could amass capital somewhere, and when you have enough money for making that purchase, you go out and you pay cash for that purchase. But the whole time you went through that accumulation phase, you forfeited the opportunity to earn on that capital. And there may or may not have been some risks associated with where you put it, so it was stagnant, it wasn't productive, those dollars were being very, very lazy. Those are the two ways that you can conventionally finance. The third is... You own that entity. You own that privatized entity that acts as your family bank or the bank for your business if you're a business owner or an investor. If we're talking about investment, and we will get to investments. Not investment advice, but we'll get to what it looks like when you do get beyond considering financing the vehicles for the rest of your life. So again, I would ask you, if you had all the money back today for any vehicle that you had ever purchased... How would that change your situation? Okay. Well, moving forward again, considering that we will probably be buying more cars into the future as well, what if we could buy those cars and get the money back? What would that make our situation look like differently otherwise? So now, just because vehicles was a great example, it's going to happen. It has happened. It is happening. It's going to happen. What if we began to talk about college? What if we talked about vacations? What if we considered financing a child's wedding? What if we considered buying business equipment? What if we considered taxes that we may have? What if we considered overheads in our business? What if we consider investments that we have and own and operate? What if we consider boats? What if we consider motorcycles? What if we consider ATVs? What if we consider campers? <laughs> I mean, fill in the blank. Whatever it is that we are all, again, whatever it is that we are already doing. What if we were to still be able to do that thing and get the money back? Now, this is, this is a very appropriate time. I perhaps even should have started with this. The fact, the simple fact that infinite banking is not in and of itself investing. It is accounting for the banking function in our lives, conceptually, implementing this infinite banking process. It is a process. So infinite banking is not investing. And buying... A whole life insurance policy, paying premiums to own a permanent whole life policy, 
is not investing either. That is simply mitigating risk. That is simply accounting for the financial experience of our loved ones or entities that we may care about that we would make beneficiaries who would experience some financial turmoil otherwise if we were not able to provide a death benefit. So we're, we're mitigating risk. We're getting life insurance for having protection and coverage. So in getting coverage by owning a whole life policy, that's not an investment. It's in and of itself. It is not an investment. And in fact, the IRS determines that life insurance is not an investment. The whole reason behind us getting a dividend, even though whole life insurance companies have been around twice as long as the internal revenue system has been, uh, the internal revenue system, the IRS does say that, for example, dividends are a return of premium, and they are. Dividends are a return of premium. Therefore, they are not taxed. So life insurance is not an investment. Practicing infinite banking is not an investment. Now, can you privately finance your investments using the infinite banking concept? Absolutely. Absolutely, for sure. But that is a process. The banking function just is. Nash said that the banking function just is. And that banking is a process. It's a function. It's a process. And he points out the difference between process and product in his Becoming Your Own Banker book. So, yes, we do procure products, such products being whole life insurance with a mutual company that pays a dividend. And it should be properly structured with a knowledgeable professional who actually practices the idea themselves, uh, pays significant premiums, has multiple policies for financing their lifestyle and business, etc. So we do use a particular product for sure. And I clearly want to state that, you know, I own multiple policies with multiple companies. I'm not married to a particular company, but my wife and I, we own multiple policies with multiple companies. So we do want to use a particular product. I believe that a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company that pays a dividend that allows us to be part owner of that company, to be able to, via a dividend, enjoy in uh, and participate in the overall general performance of that same company that we are part owners in and to be able to have all the contractual rights and guarantees that we do in a properly structured policy. I do believe that that as a product is the most superior appreciating asset that there is in America to be able to finance a lifestyle or a business, a household or investments. Now, the process of using a properly structured policy to finance automobiles or any of the other things that we've mentioned now that is where we actually begin to talk about the infinite banking concept. Now I do feel that it is incumbent upon me to clarify that a great investment if you choose to make it, and I believe that I'm talking to the kinds of folks obviously that are committed to spending time and money towards you know, your education, your development, your growth, reading Becoming Your Own Banker by R. Nelson Nash reading his second book, Building Your Warehouse 
of wealth. And, and rereading those, I read those on a regular basis from the first time that I picked up the Becoming Your Own Baker book in 2015. I've read and reread these books. You know, Nelson has a seminar that you can get off of his infinitebanking.org website. Um, the book, How Privatized Banking Really Works. So there, there are resources, and again, you can reference that website um, to be able to buy these for yourself so that you can read. I mean, you could go to the source. You can read the book from the man who came up with, I There's. I don't know how much is going to be original here. Um, you know, I've learned all this literally by being able to pull up a book and, and read it and plug into information much like what I choose to share with, uh, you know, folks that, that I personally know and uh, the folks that they personally know that they turn on to the channel. And I, I so very much appreciate every, I do want to say that I appreciate, and I try and keep this to a minimum. You know, if you've been listening for very long, you know that I, I don't ask for much my, because my full, as far as I want to say that I appreciate if you, if you like and view and listen and have subscribed and, and comment and you share this with friends and family members, I appreciate that whether you're a client or a prospective client, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that you are putting time and effort into your learning. And my philosophy is that I regularly and have for some time now, well over a year, put out my best practices, you know, all of the thought processes that I went through in transitioning from someone who picked up this book for the first time, who was turned on to the phrase and the idea become your own banker and implementing that process by buying policies and by paying significant premiums simply as a consumer, simply as someone who was systematically decidedly going to be going through life, buying these properly structured policies, implementing them the way that Nash describes in his book. And of course, after years of doing that, I got to the point where I knew that I wanted to be able to do this professionally and professionally help friends, family members, neighbors, church members, business associates, all, all, all the people that I'd been able to meet throughout, throughout my lifetime who likewise were of like mind and wanted to implement the infinite banking concept in their business or in their investing or for their household. And, and I've done that. So all these videos and podcasts from the channel that I put out, for free, no memberships, no t-shirts, no coffee cups, no merch. Um, and I don't mean that to disparage anybody else. I don't care what anybody else does. They're welcome to do what they want to do. I have an idea of how I like to go about things. And this is it. I put out my best practices for free. I put out my, my several years of implementing this concept, owning multiple policies with multiple companies, having used our policies for paying off student loan debts, financing vacations that our family goes, so many different things. Rant's almost over. <laughs> or, or side note, whatever this has become. I put those best practices out there, obviously anticipating that the like-minded people that decide this isn't an idea, an idea that they want to implement and that I am the person that they would like to, to work with and I feel certain in the ability to be able to speed up your learning curve. So that's why I'm on here. That's why we're doing what we're doing. 
And in getting back to this process of infinite banking, that's what it is. And, and I don't have the arrival syndrome. I, I've decidedly maintained this student mentality where I'm still, if you could see all of my desk, I know you see a bunch of, I, I'm decidedly a student. I don't want to hit that ceiling of the arrival syndrome and, and limit myself. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Question, you know, boldly everything that you want to question. Learn for yourself. I've probably made every mistake uh, that's possible along the way, which is, again, another great you know benefit of this channel and this podcast is that I can share those experiences. So at this point, you know, let me know if there's something in particular that you would like me to address on the channel. And of course, otherwise, we're going to have a personal conversation. If you're already a client or if you're a prospective client and you're vetting this idea, I'd love to have a conversation about whatever's sticking out to you. Now, this process that we can use for financing our vacations and our vehicles and our medications and our, our furthering education and business equipment, what have you. The things that we are already doing, again, if we just, if we just, and I do want to be able to talk about, you know, things that are important down the road, but if we just bought the cars that we were going to buy and got the money back, how much better off are we going to be and how much better off is that next generation after us that can be set up to where they never have to begin by commercially financing vehicles? paying those interest dollars, being beholden to someone else. We could just do that in-house. We could do that in our family. Now, when we do get past that, and perhaps you're a client that has more than one policy and you're, you've been building on your system, not that you can't do infinite number of things with one policy. I mean, sure, you're probably not going to be able to account for your entire need of finance for the rest of your life with one policy. But what can you do with a policy? What can you use the capital in your policy for? Anything. Anything. I'm not saying finance your vehicles with it exclusively. Sure. I mean, why be beholden to someone else when you could do that for yourself? Get the car and the money back. It's a great, beautiful thing. If we want to look beyond vehicles and these other things that, that we are going to do, and I'm just, again, that's the, if it's where you're at, then that's the place to start. But again, if you have interest in precious metals or cryptocurrencies or real estate or stocks and bonds and mutual funds and EF, so all these different things that are out there, and I, I'm not trying to make a case here one or the other, this is investment advice. But if that's something that you are interested in, well, what's better than getting gold? Well, it's getting an appreciating asset first that you can use to leverage your capital to procure the gold. Because then you have the gold that you wanted and you still keep the appreciating asset. Now, if that asset happens to be a properly structured whole life policy with a mutual company, here's the beauty. The premium dollars that went into fund that whole life policy, keep growing, compounded, uninterrupted. 100% of the dollars that you pay in premium contribute to the future growth of that policy. Every single dollar. 
And once we recognize that the trajectory looks like day one, the first premiums that we pay, and then here's this death benefit that we are guaranteed. And once we realize that day over day, week over week, month over month, year over year, there is a constant upward growth trend towards that final number at maturity, weekends, on holidays, during government shutdowns. And I mean, and furthermore, these companies have paid dividends, the companies that I would represent. These companies have paid dividends for well over 100 years. So just, again, historically think about the Great Depression, uh, the dot-com bubble, I mean, global conflicts, recessions, depressions, booms, busts, fill in the blank. All that historical context that's taken place year after year after year consecutively, these companies have paid a dividend. So you can use this appreciating asset, which is the whole life policy, to procure, and I just use gold for an example, it doesn't matter if it's cryptocurrency, doesn't matter if it's real estate, doesn't matter if you want to use... Uh, you know, a policy loan by leveraging your cash values in the policy for bonds, mutual funds, to fund your 401k, to fund IRAs, fill in the blank, whatever investment it is that you choose. Again, I'm not making investment advice, but then you have both. Then you have both. Those premium dollars kept compounding uninterrupted, even when you leveraged the net present day value, which is the cash value of the policy, which is the surrender value of that policy. You can leverage those cash values via a policy loan, for example. You could make a withdrawal, um, but obviously we're going to be promoting a loan because the compounding is going to continue uninterrupted if we're making a policy loan, which is from the general account of the insurance company, instead of withdrawing from the actual premium dollars that we have paid. Okay. So this process allows us to invest, but have our dollars do more than one job before they reach perhaps an ultimate location. Because if you're buying stocks to hold them, or if you're buying precious metals to hold them, if you're buying cryptocurrency to hold it, if you're buying real estate just to add to your portfolio, your net worth, or even if you're buying cash flowing real estate and you know you've made a large initial investment to be able to receive monthly cash flowing income regardless you get to have both of those entities now so infinite banking and whole life insurance that so the concept of infinite banking is not investing whole life insurance is not investing but whole life insurance that is properly structured with a mutual company that pays a dividend is the most superior product that I'm aware of in all of America, again, that we can implement the process of banking with in a privatized way. And to mention some of the characteristics, when implementing the infinite banking concept, when implementing that process, what are some things that happen in and of itself, regardless of what we may or may not use our capital to invest in? Just by first, again, using that asset of the whole life policy, we're hedging against inflation. Think about this. When I pay a premium today, I'm using depreciating dollars 
to procure and maintain and grow and develop an appreciating asset. Depreciating dollars for an appreciating asset. Every time that I get a dividend from one of the companies that we have a policy with, and I see that that dividend in that given year buys me four, five, six times that amount in future death benefit, that also represents net today a larger and a growing cash value. It's a beautiful thing. And there are other things like mitigating our risk of litigation. And that may vary from state to state, but being able to mitigate by having cash values and whole life policies, it's life insurance. And of course, there are many states that, that, they're, that are going to protect your life insurance, whereas other things may be more up in the air when it comes to bankruptcy. And I'm not a CPA, but I'm just telling you, these are some characteristics of whole life insurance. We are accounting for, we are accommodating for a tax-free transfer of wealth. 100% of the death benefit is going to be tax-free to our beneficiaries. So again, just by building up that first asset, which we plan to use for our privatized banking, the whole life policy, we are acquiring many, many desirable characteristics just by procuring that entity for ourselves. And then the fact that we can leverage that asset for other investments or ventures that we may or may not want to participate in, it's a beautiful thing. Let me interject here a couple more thoughts concerning building a system of policies. Well, once we recognize that every town on its prettiest corner has the prettiest building, which happens to be a bank, also has other branch locations, all right then, most assuredly we can't satisfy our entire need of finance over our entire lifetime with one policy. So once we wrap our minds around the banking function, our need of finance, how commercial banks work, and why there are many, many branches of them. And we realize, and Nash said this in his book, that he wasn't just talking about one policy, but he was talking about a system of policies. This process that we would implement over the course of our lifetime of building a system of policies to account for 100% of our need of finance. And what that would mean is that eventually we would get our premiums to be equal to our income. Our premiums to be equal to our income, meaning every dollar of income ends up being premium. Now, you don't start there. I didn't start there. We started with one policy. Now, seven years later, we have six policies coming into another year. It's, it's a great time. Now, when thinking about building this system of policies, in comparison to before, before we even got our first policy. So if you're a client or if you're vetting this idea, we were or you still are in a position of earning nothing in the banking function, earning nothing in the space and the industry of banking. We were beholden to other terms and conditions where other entities earned dividends and profits and returns based off of our deposits that we made and the financing that we did with them. Whereas now we own 
that entity. So in getting our first policy, we exponentially grew our earnings in that space. We exponentially grew from zero rate of return, for example, in banking, because we weren't accounting for our need of finance, to, well, an exponential number. Whatever that number happens to be, it's exponentially larger than nothing. And of course, as we build out a system of policies, then that just grows and develops as well which allows us later on in life to be able to enjoy things like passive income, for one example. So again, in considering investing, is investing great? Sure, if you decide that investing is good for you, do investing. I am a big proponent of multiple streams of income, to be sure. I've done a podcast episode and video on multiple streams of income concerning infinite banking. I encourage you to check that out. Furthermore, Nash talks about other endeavors that he had in life and in, in, in doing real estate and other things. So the idea that we could build passive income into the future by building a system of policies now is a beautiful thing for sure, even outside of investments, just by doing what we're already going to do anyway. So I hope that this discussion has been helpful. And if you'd like to carry on this discussion about how to implement the infinite banking concept into your household or your business or your investing, then you can reach me at 828-817-4223. Or you can email durhamtalents at gmail.com. This has been a great pleasure for me. I look forward to our next conversation. Have a great day. Take care. <laughs> How's this warming up? Warming up. You are your best investment. You are your best investment. You're your best investment. You are 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 your best investment. Your best investment. You are. You're your best investment. You're your best investment. You are your best investment. The seaweed is always greener. Ba -da -ba -ba -da -ba. Yeah, man. That's silly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Watch light through yon winder breaks. Winder? I just said winder. I didn't even mean to say that. Eh. That's getting cut. <laughs>